Hey Gems, welcome back to the show. Let's not waste any time and jump straight into the topic. Welcome to the show. So go ahead and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. My name is Stacy Dugan. I am a plant-based chef, nutritionist, and entrepreneur here in Las Vegas, Nevada. I am co-owner of Simply Pure. We are a vegan plant-based restaurant located in downtown Las Vegas. I love it. And we were actually just at Simply Pure on, what's today? Sunday. We were there on Friday and we got us some nachos. Literally all of the food, every single thing on the menu is bomb. And <laughs> I remember first trying, um, you know, trying the food at the Shades of Health Wellness Summit. And that's where I first heard you speak. And I was like, how have I never heard of this beautiful gem in the community that creates plant-based meals? Um, and I was transitioning my diet at that time. And so it was so refreshing to see someone that looked like me having this conversation around wellness and nutrition that wasn't... Um, you know, maybe like militant in, um, in one way, in a mindset, but just promoting for us to take it back to the basics. So how did you find yourself in that realm? Um, well, so I'm going to take you on a long journey, but I'm going to make it short. <laughs> so I'm from Detroit, Michigan, and um, my parents had the wisdom to send me to an amazing school. It's called Nataki Taliba, and I attended that school from kindergarten to eighth grade. And the school focused on um, African, West African culture. So with that, the principal and her family were uh, vegetarian, the founder principal, they were vegetarian. So all of my meals from kindergarten to eighth grade were vegetarian lunches. And I'm, you know, I'm 44 years old now. So that was in the late, I mean, that was the early 80s when veganism and vegetarianism was a virtually, you know, non-existent topic. So I was exposed at a very young age. And in addition to that, my mom, was really big on just eating healthy she's always been like that so one day we would have like a tofu stir fry for dinner and the next day we might have pork chops because i did eat meat growing up but it was always like the healthier side we and mcdonald's like fast food was not really a huge part of my diet that was always a treat you know, of course, kids always want to go to McDonald's, but my mother was always into home-cooked, you know, meals, and so, and she can cook herself, so um, that's how I was kind of raised, you know, I, I really didn't know any different um, eating healthy, and um, as a result, I, I didn't have a lot of health issues growing up. The only problem I really had was uh, eczema, and I, I attribute not only that to my diet, because I did have to clean up my diet some, but also um, stress and, you know, that uh, the mental, we'll get into that, I'm, I'm sure later, but um, the mental and emotional toll that life can take on you sometimes if you allow it. So um, with that being said, I just uh, kind of grew up in that environment and then decided I wanted to become, a, a become vegan, totally vegan. Um, I opened up a vegan restaurant uh, around that time and invested in one. And um, then I was just learning how to cook. I realized that I was good at cooking. And I realized that I had a passion for plant-based food. And this was about 20 years ago when I started this journey. So um, I opened the vegan restaurant 20 years ago. It's in Atlanta. It was called Everlasting Life. And that's when I kind of figured out how to cook and or how to prepare plant-based food. And I've just been on the journey ever since. I've traveled around. I've always cooked. I have never had another job like outside of of really outside of cooking, like I've never, you know, been a car salesman or, you know, sold insurance or, you know, anything like that. I just always kind of stayed on this path. And so 
it's led me where I am today to just be confident in what I do because, you know, I've put in that work. So <laughs> here we are. <laughs> here we are and you're killing it. I know that, you know, with everything kind of going on right now, it has presented challenges, but, um, I also wonder if it's kind of created opportunities to either reinvent or to go deeper or try new things. Um, and you mentioned balance, right? Like you're a mom, you've got a restaurant, you're cooking, you're in the kitchen, you're also doing a whole bunch of other stuff. And so I wonder for you, what things help you to find the most balance when you're keeping all these plates spinning? Great question, uh, especially now, because hopefully my answer will be able to help someone as we are still in the mist in the thick of things you know yes. as we speak so uh in the beginning it was scary i'm not gonna lie it was scary for everybody i don't think that i have had one conversation with anybody who wasn't rocked whose world wasn't rocked in some kind of way um but for me being an entrepreneur and i've been an entrepreneur like basically my whole life and so entrepreneurs if you're a true one you just know how to go with the flow and you just figure it out and you might make mistakes but you just keep going and so I just kind of honed in and I just kept going so that was the one thing the second thing is that I've been really working on my spiritual work and uh, my emotional balance because I think that it, when you have that in place then everything else will fall into place no matter what comes your way and what, what, what challenges. And so I've been meditating consistently for about six years now. And I'm a big believer in a proponent of meditation and quieting the mind so that you can receive the answers to the problems that you want to solve easier and without as much effort. You know, so I get it as a result when COVID hit, I was able to make decisions very quickly and they were decisions that I knew came straight from the creator. So I was able to, most of my decisions worked. In addition to that, I have years of experience of cooking. So, and then I had, and I have a great team. So it's like a lot of components, you know, that you put together, but you're going back to, to, to help us get through what we got through, because I will say that coming out, I wouldn't even say coming out on the other side, but things are looking very good for us. Like we have managed to stand the test of time over these past three months. And I really attribute that to, um, like I said, spiritual balance, just keeping it going, experience in, in the industry, uh, and then having a great team behind, behind me. And so, um, yeah, and just staying happy too. You know, that's a whole nother thing. That mental is, that's everything. So you jumped right in with the gems, boy. People are picking up the gems. Are the, the gems are the truth. Is what works. Yes, I love that you mentioned that because I feel like everything going on right now, none of it, none of it is necessarily new outside of the pandemic necessarily, but it's mm -hmm. put a spotlight on things. So right. the things that people weren't doing before or the issues that they were having potentially before, the issues we've had as a country that were already going on for, you know what I mean, for decades, hundreds of years now, um, are just being highlighted with our current situation. Right. And the preparation, you see, you, you have years of experience, you know, doing what you do as far as cooking and being an entrepreneur and all of that. You have years of having been meditating before this. It wasn't that all of a sudden the pandemic happened and you're like, Ooh, I need to get myself together. It was just like, yeah, like, already deeper into what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So I love that you mentioned, um, you know, having these practices that really keep you grounded is what it sounds like. 
It did. And and then in addition to that, it helped keep me focused because when you when you meditate and then, you know, I've been really honing in on self-care. Again, you and I were talking off air about the importance of self-care. So I've been making sure to honestly put myself first. And that might sound selfish to some people, but to me putting myself, because I have a son and I'm a single mom of, of my son. You know, of course I have my mom, to, my mother, thank goodness for her to assist, but it's a, there's a lot on my plate. So if I, uh, if, if I don't put myself first, if I don't make sure that I'm taking care of myself and I'm eating and I still, you know, kind of struggle with that, I, with the balance, it's always going to be a, 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 a um, constant fine tuning. But when I, when I, pay attention and I make sure that my decisions are based on what I really want, then I was saying that everything works out around me. So I'm able to get things done rather quickly. So that's in addition to the self-care, in addition to the meditation, in addition to the eating vegan or eating plant-based as much as possible. Um, all of those things tie together. Exercising. I mean, I exercise too, you know, so and then I watch what I, I mean, there's so many things, you know, um, but I've been on this path, like you said, for a long time. So when COVID hit, I was able to focus and just hone in and dig deep into my business and into myself. And I actually had to make some really strong business decisions um, with my business partner. And it, it was, you know, it was very uncomfortable for the both of us, honestly, but it was, there were some decisions that I had to make just as a leader and as the visionary. Um, and it, I'm glad that I did. And I'm glad that I listened to myself. But like, again, all of that was like that preparation. You know, I've been preparing for this moment for, for a minute. So um, there we have it. You know, you're able to get through. You mentioned meditation as something that you were digging a little bit deeper into recently, but you've already been practicing it. I feel like a lot of people hear the word and um, are interested in giving it a shot, but maybe don't really know where to begin and maybe don't even understand what meditation actually is. Um, so you said it helps you to quiet your mind to be able to receive answers more quickly from the creator. And so if someone were to ask you like where to begin uh, with meditation, what would you advise? Great, great question. Again, I'm loving this interview. Thank you. <laughs> because I'm so big on it. I feel like everyone can can reach their highest potential rather quickly if they just focus on, um, and, and in order to do that, meditation to me is the best way to get to that. So um, with that being said, what I do and what I believe the best thing for people to do is to uh, do it in the morning. Um, I like to wake up. So I'll tell you what I do. And then, you know, people can just kind of take it from there. I wake up and I usually wake up at around between 5, 5.30 a.m. And I've been doing that consistently for a short time now. But um, I do that because I like to get up before my son, because I need to have a time to just sit and think and be quiet. So you want to make sure that whatever you do, that there, you're not going to have any um, inter interruption for 15 to 20 minutes. We're not talking about you need hours. And so I usually get some water. If I'm super hungry, if I, you know, when I wake up, I usually get something like a piece of fruit, something light. You don't want to eat like a whole meal. But again, if this is what I do, you know, you have to kind of fit meditation in when you can mm -hmm. in your schedule. Um, and so, and then I, you know, I find a place to sit. Sometimes I go sit in my backyard, you know, but if it's like too windy or the um, elements are uncomfortable, then I come inside and I just find a quiet, comfortable space and I sit up. You want to make sure you're sitting in a chair or a couch, not laying down. And I put on some kind of, um, 
sometimes I'll listen inside. Sometimes I'll just do silence. But if you're first starting, it might be good to listen to something like ocean sounds or birds or something that's consistent, that it's not going to change too much um, in the tone or the vibration. And then you sit there for 15, set your timer, 15 to 20 minutes, anytime in between there. I wouldn't go below 15 or over 20. That seems to be the sweet spot. And um, you just sit there with the intention of quieting your mind and having no thought because you don't, you want, the purpose is to have no thought. But in the beginning, it's going to be a little challenging because people's thoughts are all over the place. Because that's the, that's the main thing that I get from people when I tell them about meditation is that, well, I can't because my mind races all over the place. And I'm like, that's the reason why you have to meditate. You have to train the mind. It's not going to do it overnight. You have to do this consistently. Um, to be, you have to be consistent in this. And so I would do that every morning. If you can't do it in the morning, then do it at night. I don't recommend at night because usually you're a little more tired and you might fall asleep doing it. And that's not really what you want to do. You want to be kind of alert and awake. So, and do it before you get into your day and you start checking emails and phone calls because then it's just harder to quiet your mind. It's just easier in the morning. And then throughout the day, you'll notice that things come quicker. That person that you meant to call will, will call you or that meeting that you weren't sure when the schedule will just automatically be the perfect timing. And, you know, those things start to happen. So people ask me, like, how do you get so much done in such a short amount of time without looking like ragged and, and haggard? And that's because I meditate and things come to me, you know, literally, and I can just maneuver like that. It's just an easier way to live. I love that you mentioned that piece because I feel like no one really, no one gets it until they actually experience it. So it's hard sometimes talk, like explaining it to someone who doesn't know what that experience is like to go through your day and things just fall into a place in a way that you can't explain other than you're in alignment, you know, it's like things just work out as they should. And I think that because maybe if it's, I don't know if it's like because of our attention spans being shorter these days or what, that people try something, it doesn't work immediately. And then they want to throw it out, you know, like dirty bath water. And it's this need to train just like we train in any other area of our lives. For school, we, we prepare for tests. For sports, we prepare for the game, you know, um, and our mind and our body is no different. And so returning to that practice over time and being consistent so that you can build up, you know, like your meditation muscle, if we're going to make that up, you know? Exactly. It's, that's everything. You just said it perfectly. Um, you, you know, just like babies don't learn how to walk overnight, you know, it's, it's, you have to do this. And I say, I tell people consistently, give it 30 days, but the key is consistency. Don't do it two days. And then let other things take priority because that's another thing people's priorities are messed up i'm like how do you oh but i had to jump on this conference call with second wait what you're letting a conference call priority take over like i don't care if it's a million dollar conference call i'm going to find a way to fit in the meditation because i know that that million dollars may not come so easily but in meditation when you're in alignment everything comes easily it's more peaceful it's just effortless you know, and that's the kind of life that I want to live. And, and I think that people want to live. And if you really, and at, during this time, if you really want to hone in and focus in and, 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 um, and recreate yourself, now is the time to do it and start with meditating every day. What good, what I mean, I, I, it's so interesting to me when people say that they don't want to do it or can't do it, but they want to change their lives. I'm like, it's 15, 20 minutes of your day every day. That's it. Like to change your life. It's a contradiction, right? Like it's, a, it's a complete contradiction. And I think 
you hit the nail on the head when you say people have their priorities messed up. Um, and I think a portion of that is all the messages we receive and the conditioning, but also I think at times it's a fear of going within because when you sit, mm -hmm. how, many, how much time do people sit with themselves in silence? Mm -hmm. And then what starts to come up? Do they mm -hmm. like that stuff? You know what I mean? Are they afraid of that stuff? Is this stuff that they stay busy because they're trying to avoid? So I think that it, there's, there's a few reasons why people um, maybe try it and then step away or can't be consistent is because now it's like we need to get really honest with ourselves and we have to be really serious about what we're going to do with everything that comes up when we're in our meditation, you know? So, you know, you mentioned the meditation being what sounds like one way to stay connected uh, spiritually. Mm -hmm. And then you had also briefly mentioned just be, be practicing joy or finding happiness. Um, mm -hmm. And so that makes me wonder for you, what does that look like, you know, finding joy in the small things? Um, and how mm -hmm. do you keep that as a regular practice? Um, and this, and, and I'll say this be, out of like experience that this has not always been the way that I've lived. And that's what I'm about to say. And so that's why I know that it works because um, I used to be a person who would complain, you know, unnecessarily <laughs> uh, about little things, you know, and, and I wasn't necessarily known as a complaining person for the most part, like people throughout my life would probably say that I was a happy person and a beat person, but I still know in my mind, I would complain about things or I would do a lot of self-sabotage as we does and as we often do. And that's of course tied to self-worthiness. So um, what now looks for me like success or um, happiness, which to me are the same things is um, just one, like I said, finding my happiness, really finding what makes me happy as a person, what do I enjoy doing? What are the things that I, I like to do? And so I, I do more of those and I do less of the things that I don't like doing. And that that's really in my business. You know, I, I've managed to hand off things to people that I just really don't like. And like, for example, social media. Some people love social media. I'm not, I don't necessarily want to be on social media. I find my joy in spending time with my five-year-old because he's amazing and he's funny and he, I like talking to him and spending time with him. And then I have a mom. She's 76 or something like that. She would probably be like, why are you telling my age? But anyway, <laughs> she's, she's fun to be around and I have great friends and um, amazing you know I have amazing business partners like my sister and I've built I've managed to build kind of like a, a world around myself um, that just involves love and happiness and you know good times and good people and good food and you know so that's why you don't really see me much on like social media and stuff just because I'm like living a really great life behind the scenes <laughs> so that's what I that's what I do behind the scenes you know and I, and I sleep and I eat and I work and that's a big part of it too it's work, <laughs> but work fun. It's fun work because, um, again, I enjoy what I do. I, I've been cooking for a long time and I, I love um, seeing people eat great tasting food that also is good for them. That's like everything to me. So, um, yeah, that's what it looks like to me. Man, yeah, it's simple stuff stuff that everybody want no matter what the color race whatever we all want good food health friends relationships so all it's that nothing else with everything going on you know it's really reminded people that at the end of the day the things that matter most to us and make mm -hmm. the most difference for us in our lives are you know health and wellness our health and wellness 
and Mm -hmm. our relationships and everything outside of that can be sorted through. You know, we can figure most anything out um, if we're feeling like we're doing well in those two areas. And so what I asked this question of pretty much everyone that comes on the show and the answers are very similar, spending time with family and friends and doing Mm -hmm. things that you enjoy um, and are passionate about and just being able to um, allow yourself to not get caught up in the rat race you know what I mean mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in which I in which I do sometimes you know we always it's always a constant balance like I said because sometimes I'll look up and like I haven't really eaten a lot in three days and lord knows I need to eat you know because I'm already small by nature so I can usually tell by the way my clothes are fitting if I'm taking care of myself or not <laughs> like oh Stace you have to you know your clothes are a little baggy girl you need to go ahead and or you're losing your booty you need to go ahead and eat that means there's imbalance I mean some imbalance but again um the relationships um is a big thing and then this is another thing I wanted to touch on is that I'm also a like I said I'm a single mom so I'm not in a relationship and I haven't been in a relationship uh in a in a while and that's been really good for me because that allows me to figure out what I want and to be happy with myself and by myself and I find that a lot of people struggle with that and so um just finding the happiness and just being alone I enjoy my alone time trust me that's one of the biggest things that's why I get up at 5 five thirty because for three hours almost my son usually doesn't get up till eight eight thirty something like that I have time to read I have time to journal I can you know, go for a run. I can, you know, I'm into cannabis, so I can maybe, you know, take maybe smoke some cannabis. I can do whatever for three hours in the morning. So (laughs) that's also, you know, happiness to me. So there are a lot of things, but they're small things and things that, you know, everybody can do. For sure. I think that a lot comes down to, you know, what we do in our 24 hours and what helps us, because you mentioned balance, but I think our daily practices are what lead to the balance, you know what I mean? And so if we're breaking down how to find balance in our lives, you're talking about meditating and reading and just having, everyone is different. So it's not that everyone's going to adopt the same practices, but you said you check in with yourself regularly, right? So Mm -hmm. if you're able to check in with yourself, then you can see, you know yourself better than anyone else, hopefully. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, Mm -hmm. that's the work you got to (laughs) do. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) But if you know yourself, then you can, you can check in with yourself to see where you're at and how you can recalibrate to find that balance. Cause it's always a balancing act. That's what it is. It's always going to be shifting and moving you know mm-hmm, exactly and then we were going before we um were interrupted before you were talking about meditation and some people some people possibly being adverse to it because it really shows you yourself you know you have to dig deeper and go within and you're absolutely right I wanted to just talk about that because when when you start meditating and really when you start digging deeper into going into yourself and and, and the allowing those things to come up that you may not like about yourself that you may want to work on. Um, those things will come up in different ways in different circumstances in relationships. A lot of times, whether it be friendships or business relationships. And so um, the only way to really calibrate it, how you're really doing is like by how you feel, you know, if it doesn't feel good. And so, uh, and, and sometimes we don't even know like what feels good anymore. Um, and so meditation like helps with that. And then it helps with like, for me, I had, I, I, there were some things about myself. Like I had some self-worthiness issues that I really had to work on when it came to relationships and men, 
you know, even my relationship with Zion's father, I knew that there was some self-worthiness issues there that attracted me to that relationship. And so for the past, you know, six years, almost Zion will be six, Zion's my son, he'll be six in November. Um, I've, I've worked on that and it's amazing now, you know, the kind of person that I've become or uh, rediscovered myself, so to speak, but you can just sit down and just take some time to just really um, hone in on that and hone in on how you feel. A lot of decisions that I make, I make based on instinct into it, most of them in how I feel. Do I feel good about this? Um, does it align with what I want? Does it align with my purpose and my goals and the things that I believe in? Um, but again, day by day, decision by decision, all my decisions, most of my decisions, no, I shouldn't say most of them, all of them are deliberate in some way. How is this enhancing my life and the people around me? Um, so it's an everyday process, the everyday thing. You know, people have to start living more intentionally and start stop thinking so sloppy. You can't have sloppy thinking anymore. It's no excuse for it. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Because, you know, I think that... Uh, I, I don't know if it's because we live in like a rugged individualistic society and I'm, I was born in Uganda and raised in the States. And so, Oh, that's um, awesome. Oh, I want to interview you. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I feel like, you know, when I think of my, my family members and whenever I'm in Uganda, they, it's like no holds bar. Like everybody's holding everyone accountable and yes supporting each other's wellness. And I think mm -hmm. that in America, for some reason, maybe this is just me and my weird theory, that because everyone is all living in, on their little island, that we're afraid to call each other out. We're afraid to pinpoint the things that we see going on that we think are not helping a person in a situation. Cause we're like, mm -hmm. oh, well, you know, let me, they, you know, let's let them do it on their own or we don't want to impose or whatever. And I'm like, no, like it, one, it takes a village, right? Like that's not mm -hmm. just for kids, that's for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right that's where you're right um I, it's not easy begin like for me now I'm becoming more comfortable speaking like this and just telling people hey look this is how it is because I've managed to do it in a way that's direct but also with love and that just comes with experience you know because I wasn't always able to speak with such confidence but as you grow in experience then you're looking and if you look you're looking around and I'm like my thing is this let's just bring for example what we're dealing with now as far as the black lives matter movement and it now becoming a world worldwide you know thing um which is beautiful uh and because it's bringing people together but the conversations that are now needed are conversations that are are difficult and they're going they have been difficult like i can tell you that i have some white sister friends who have called me and we have they have had that asked me ask some challenging questions really on their behalf i'm not i'm not uncomfortable answering anything mm -hmm. like i'm not i don't have fear like that anymore so it's like I'm, let, let's do it let's talk about it because i i do want to save my people i do i don't want my brothers and my sisters being killed in the street anymore so if this is the conversation that i have to have and if this is what i have to tell you you know is correct and has worked for me and i know that my soul and my spirit is based in love then i have to say it with confidence and tell you like look yeah you you're, you have sloppy thinking and that's the reason why you're in the predicament that you're in that's the reason why we're in the predicament we're in now we not and not I wouldn't say now I'm talking about because of America. Right. America is just um has been built on just brute force and just, you know, and it's too much and we can't have this this kind of thinking. It's a mindset that created this. 
So it's a mindset that's going to get us, get us out of this. So everything is necessary. The protests are necessary. The supporting of black businesses are necessary. All of it is necessary, but it, it would, I shouldn't say, but, and it's going to be even more helpful when people start toning into this meditation and really just taking their, um, their individual selves and, um, and really being able to dig deep and, and figure out what, what's best for you. Cause what's, what, when you find out what's best for you, then trust is going to be but best for everybody. And then we can just, and we can call each other out in love <laughs> yeah. and not in, you know, not in like, Oh, she trying to tell me what to do. And it's not like that. Like my team, I have a whole machine behind simply pure. It's not just me. You know, I have so my staff is great and everything, but we speak up. I, t I encourage my staff speak up. If you see something, tell me, so that we can address it, you know, and I, I really encourage that with everybody because communication, we don't, as a culture, people don't communicate anymore. They hide behind mm -hmm. text messages and social media. And I'm like, that's not how you get shit done. You get shit done by saying, this is what it is. I pick up the phone, you know, or I want to see you face to face and we can do what we say, what we got to say, hash it out and let's keep the focus. Let's keep it moving. We, we saving our people. So, yeah. You know, as you, mm -hmm. as you were saying that, I was thinking, um, the whatever what are the motives behind the communication kind of falling apart and why we don't um gently with love have very honest conversations with each other and I, you know <laughs> i'm like you wouldn't want to walk around with spinach in your teeth and no one tell you <laughs> spinach in your teeth you want someone right. to say something and it's an act of love so i'm thinking it's an act of love to tell somebody that there's something that you see that you think that it might need to be adjusted you know knowing that yeah. they can do what they want at the end of the day but it's you know what though I, I will say this i think that it, it depends on it depends on your intention the person who is mm -hmm. like is who is it because if i see something wrong with you then i have to or I see, then first of all, then that means that there's something also wrong with me because I feel like everything is a reflection. Mm -hmm. So you can't come with the intent of trying to fix someone. But if I, if I actively see someone out in the streets wilding and say, you know, they, um, I don't know, doing whatever, doing things that they know are, are hurtful to others or hurtful to themselves, then I might pull them to the side and be like, hey, look, instead of trying to fix them, like, you shouldn't be doing this, you shouldn't be doing I'm like, hey, look, you got a choice, but do you really want to be living like this? you know, and, and give them a real, real conversation. This is the kind of things that I do with not, you know, these are kind of, kind of, kind of, little bit of kind of conversations that I have had in the past. And like, is this what you really want to do? Is this, cause this is not about love. This is not about, you know, this is not what you about. Like you, I know you. And if they usually those kind of talks, those love talks, those kind of talks, will get through but sometimes they don't and if they don't then you can choose to either stay with that in that person's life or have that person be a part of life or you can choose to leave and a lot of times if it's detrimental to me and i see that it can be detrimental to me then i just choose to remove myself we all got choices you know but it's always you know it's always the intention because a lot of times you know people like to have these interventions they have with people i'm going we're going to intervene because this person has a drug problem i'm like that's the worst freaking thing you can do <laughs> those will never go well <laughs> so you know it has to be the intention of showing the person love and if they you know say that you make the decision that's best for you not the decision that's best for the other person they got their own journey their own life so i just kind of say what it is tell it and then you know you make the decision and based on your decision i'm gonna see what i'm gonna do 
<laughs> I think the most significant thing that you've mentioned, at least is what it may be because it's what keeps coming to mind for me is really uh -huh. about going within, you know what I mean? You, it, there's stuff that we need to do on a grander scale, but we can't do nothing on a grander scale without convening with ourselves first. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It, that's what it all comes down to really is you and your relationship with you first and then everything else and everybody else is every because everybody has their own relationship with themselves we all come into this world as individuals even twins they still can't come out two at a time everybody <laughs> gotta come out one at a time and so and we come here as individuals well we come here to and to find out what we want as individuals and then uh, we come but we come together to co-create that's why you need everybody you need black people you need white people you need asians you need latino we need it all um so that we can co-create it's just that somehow some way we just got lost and people want to divide and but it's all about the individual once you tap into that that's why you know like the jay-z's and the beyonce's are so great people trying to figure out like why they're so great i'm like they just tapped into another energy yeah uh, that everybody has access to beyonce tried to tell you shit she put on the yellow dress with the african old shoes she trying to tell you in the music <laughs> jay-z already, Jay already in his music he already quoted um marianne williamson a return to love um, like they're on a different path and I, I, I recognize it and I'm like, oh, but everybody has access to that. But you just got to tap into that, you know, um, that self, that preservation of self and that self-love and worthiness. Yeah, I think that, you know, as you mentioned that people get stuck on the sidelines or enjoy being on the sideline, watching other people tap into that energy. That's why. You know, that's why the entertainment industry is so, is so um, abundant and vibrant. That's why, you know, people go to sports games and things like that is because we're, maybe people are okay with sitting on the sideline. But I think at this time in the world, we don't have time for people to be on the sideline. Like it's time to get in the game, you know, and each exactly. person has something that they need to be doing to get in the game so that we can move forward. Yes, exactly. And, and, you know, it'll be interesting during this time to see who decides to still sit on the sideline and who decides to, like you said, get in the game and get in the game of that, again, self-love, that going and seeing um, and doing the work, so to speak. And that's for everybody. You know, I've had, like I said, some of my, some really great conversations, conversations with my um, white sister friends. And they've called me and like, hey, I feel comfortable talking to you and asking you some of these questions as a black woman, you know, your experience in America. But then I just have questions because I, you know, genuinely want to know and I, I don't feel comfortable a lot of times asking. And so um, I've been able to have these conversations with these women. And one of my friends in particular was such a beautiful thing because she said, well, Stacey, I said, because I had a question for her. I said, well, what makes you so passionate about, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement now? Um, and uh, why are you dedicating this time? Because she and I are working on some things together um, that we're, we're going to do together. Uh, I think that women need to come together during this time, Black, white, Latino, whatever. But anyway, we'll talk about that later. Um, but I, I said, what makes you passionate about this? She said, well, Stacey, really, I started doing the work three years ago. She said, I started, and she was talking about, you know, meditation, of course, but really looking at white privilege and um, looking at her own contribution to it. And she said, I've been doing the work, which means she's been working on everyday decisions. She and I talked about this. What did the decisions that she make, that she makes 
are those decisions that were learned behavior from society that taught her to be racist because she's not racist let me not say that but she that taught her you know different things and right. she would that I would look at each instance and she said and I started cleaning it up and as a result now here we are in the middle of a uh, you know this whole uh, this whole beautiful transition of you know Black Lives Matter and this thing, and she's able to speak in a way intelligently to other white women who are now like, oh shit, I you know what do, what do we do? Because I'm scared and I don't know how to talk. So she has like her friends calling her, and she's giving them beautiful answers, the same answers I would have given them. Like they're asking, what should I do? She's like, well, when they're first, you have to listen. Like she knows what to tell them. And I'm like, shit, when she told me that, I was like, yo, I found another sister. And it doesn't matter what her color is. Like she really understands because she's doing the work. She started three years ago. She said she picked up the book about right white privilege and started making it a you know a, a, um, a constant decision. So um, we're just in a real interesting time, and uh, it, it's all about right now for me. If I can encourage anybody to do anything right now, it would be to start working on the self. Whatever areas of your life you know you need cleaning up in, which you know everybody got some areas. <laughs> you need to start somehow, some way. And I say, I say start with meditation, just kind of changing your your um changing your mind around that thing and just really digging into like self-care and self-love. The greatest theme I'm kind of hearing through what you've talked about for yourself and you know through your sister friend is that there was this work that was being done before before being called into the game right so you have yeah. practice before you go mm -hmm. you don't just show up to the game mm -hmm. thinking you're gonna be you know first string um and not potentially hurt yourself or whatever the case may be and in life we have to treat every day we have to treat our life as if we are preparing we don't know what we're preparing for sometimes mm -hmm. Could we, we didn't know we were preparing for COVID three years ago, five years ago, but the things that we were doing then have helped us to be able to get through the times that we're in now. Cause I know personally, you know, I just, I started my own journey three years ago to pay off all of my student loan debts and credit cards and all that. Cause I was like, what if I want to go back to Africa? I don't need no ties to keep me stuck. So I didn't know I was preparing myself for the mm -hmm. pandemic to thrive more than ever in a mm. time where there was a pandemic than mm -hmm. the decision I made three years ago and my daily commitment to reach my goal. And mm -hmm. it's crazy yeah. because I can see when I look at other people's situations, you can see who's been doing the prep work and who hasn't. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's very clear. Like we said, no pun intended, it's very black and white. And when we say black, it, 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 it not even, it's not even black and white, like, you know, as far as the color, because I, I just, you're right, doing the work doing the work first is is everything um and i'm seeing that uh i wanted to go somewhere we were talking when i when i mentioned the um, black and white thing but i was i'm seeing that right now people are being forced to make decisions either, either you're going to you know um, do what feels good and feels right or you're going to do what the society keeps telling you, you know, it's good and right. And you have to make a decision. Like now you can't be in, in the middle. Otherwise it's going to be a terrible time for you. <laughs> so it's so interesting. Yes. The work and, 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 and being able to receive that. It, it only comes from uh, having a certain level of happiness. I think a certain level of peace, calm, just kind of knowing that everything's going to be all right. 
so that you're able to receive those answers to make those decisions that years later, you know, you can benefit from. So here we are. Because I'm, I'm with you. We're, we're, we're doing really well. I'm, I'm very thankful and I'm, and I'm happy because of, you know, the work that we've done in the past. I now see, you know, these, these uh, years and years and years of cooking. <laughs> like, wow. Okay, here we go. <laughs> no, it's, good. it's a great thing. Yeah. You know, if I could hug you through the phone, I would. Oh. I love you. I, I've loved you since I saw you at the Shades of Health thing. I was like, yes. She doesn't <laughs> even know how much I love her, but I love her from afar. So how can we support you? Um, where can we find content? I know that Simply Pure has an Instagram. Um, I can leave those links in the show notes, but where would you like everyone to come and show you some love? Okay. Well, first, thank you for that. And I love you too. I think it's important that we tell one another that a lot of times um, we don't, sisters and brothers don't feel comfortable, but I do because I appreciate you having me on your platform. You know, you didn't have to choose me. And I think, and this is a time where I really am in, in the mood to talk more because I feel like I have more to offer, especially during this time when people are looking for answers. And uh, I just really genuinely want people to be happy and feel good and live good lives. And so whatever I can do to contribute to that, I appreciate it. So thank you for allowing me to use your platform. Um, and they can find me, let's see, for Simply Pure it, on Instagram. Well, first of all, we're located in down, inside of downtown Container Park uh, in Las Vegas. And so the address is 707 Fremont Street, Suite 1310. And... Um, we are, let's see, um, well, on social media. So at social media, our social media handle, handle is at Simply Pure LV. And that's across the board on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And um, find, if you want to find me personally, it's at Chef Stacy Dugan, but both are linked. You know, my page is linked to Simply Pure and vice versa. So you can find me either way. Um, I don't post as much content. <laughs> at all on my personal page i probably post like once every couple weeks or so but there's more content on the simply pure page of course and uh yeah that's that's it right now and come down and see us because we got the good food of course <laughs> y'all know that i'm straightforward and i don't sugarcoat or make things up and <laughs> i tell you that simply pure is one of the few places on my list of restaurants that i will eat out at there's like <laughs> there's like three or four okay? <laughs> thank you especially being plant-based and especially yeah. being as bougie as i am there are very <laughs> few places that i will go to and simply for is at the top of that list the lasagna lord that kale said <laughs> jesus that nacho listen i was like i don't need to eat meat ever again i'm good yeah, i am that is so kind of you and i love when you say you when you get your bougie because i am too like there's a part of me that is bougie also and i'm glad that um, and, and I don't say that we don't, we don't say the word and, and mean it in a derogatory way. It's just like, you like nice things. You like quality. Yes. You know, and that's me. I like quality. So that's what, it makes me feel good to hear that because that what you said is just kind of like the intention that I put in the food. Like I want this to be the best of the best. Cause I like five star, five diamond, you know, high end stuff. So let me just make this as it doesn't have to be gourmet where it got to be all, you know, fancy smancy on the plate, but it needs to be gourmet and that the, the taste is just like, damn. I want to go right now. 
And that's the intention that we put in the food. And that's the reason why when you taste the food, honestly, it doesn't matter who makes it. Cause I'm not down there making the food every day. You know, I, I couldn't, there's no way, but I have, you know, thank goodness over time have learned to be the type of leader where, uh, and then my business partner as well, McKinney, shout out to her. That's my sister. Um, and she, she and I both managed to train people so that they not only care about the business like we do, but they also, you know, they know like the importance of making sure those those recipes are on point, that they're, they're they have a good intentions. We talk about that when we hire people, and then we only hire happy people, so that's why the food tastes good. I don't hire people if their attitudes is jacked up. <laughs> I know I can yeah I can't fix that. But if they're coming in smile, I can teach you how to how to cut a tomato. I can't teach you how to be nice. I can attest so. that every single time mm-hmm. that I go there, it is a great experience. So if you have not been mm-hmm. to Simply Pure Downtown Container Park in Las Vegas, you need to go. And if you've been, it's time to go again. And you know what? <laughs> don't y'all don't y'all have the uh, the meal prep too? Listen. Yes. Oh my goodness, I forget about that. So we got the meal prep. We have the meal prep. Um, it it's that website is, is different it's simply oh the website how did i forget the website goodness gracious well simplypurelv.com is the website for the restaurant and so if you go there you can find the meal prep too but we uh have started a get buy one gift one program so let me just say this really quickly during when covid hit we knew that the las vegas community was going to be uh, greatly affected especially with the layoffs in the closures of the the um strip so prior to the um to everything closing i was teaching cooking classes once a month with the clark county school district uh and in in conjunction with a, a a company called live to give where i would go inside of clark county of inside of elementary schools and teach plant-based cooking classes once a month so i was doing this i've been doing this since september and my classes had grown my last class was march 10th and i had 50 kids in that class and that's like max because it had gotten so big now teachers are we're on a waiting list now for this class i had another class scheduled for the 24th but i had to cancel it because the school's closed on the 18th Um, but with that being said the majority of the schools all of the schools were in the lower income areas in las vegas and so I knew that a lot of the children depended on school to eat. So when the school closures happened, I was like, oh, man, that's not good. So I'm like, what can we do to give back? Well, we can't give away food for free because I don't have that kind of income because my business is affected, too. So um, uh, my cousin donated some money to me. Shout out to Chase, my cousin in Michigan. He was he's amazing. And he just called me. He was like, hey, I know you all need help. So he's like, hey you know, I'll give you some money and you can just put it towards whatever and feed some families out there and that'll help you, that'll help the families. And so from that, we came up with the buy one gift one program. So we're still running that. So whenever you purchase a meal through our meal prep program, then a meal is automatically donated to uh, a family or individual in need. And so we have our two community partners, Live to Give, and we also um, are partnering with Food Not Bombs. And they are um, a company that they've been around for years and they specifically help feed the homeless uh, population here in Las Vegas, which has grown significantly as well. So we are still doing that for sure. Doing the work. Uh, yeah, doing the work and doing it, you know, and, and continuing to do it and building a team around it, you know, because again, like I said, it's a, there's a machine behind me. It's not just me. It's the whole thing. Um, and so that's, you know, building that, like you said, you can't do this by yourself. You were talking about that earlier. We were talking about how people are just thinking that they can do things by themselves and do things on their own. And you can't, you have to build a team. 
So um, there, yeah, we have that too. So please support that as well. Cause we, we, we love people to come to the restaurant, but the meal prep is a special place in my heart because you know, every Thursday we get to give out those meals and that's, that's, you know, giving somebody something that they wouldn't have had otherwise. And it's plant-based. So <laughs> I want to thank you for everything that you do in the community for, you know, all of the work that you, you know, do to serve the community in ways that a lot of people maybe don't even know and realize as a Las Vegas local, um, you know, I want to show that appreciation and also for coming on the show and dropping some, some serious gems. You need to go back and listen to it again, take some notes <laughs> and then apply them to your life. Don't just sit around and listen to stuff like, oh, that's nice. That's so cute. Okay. No, if you want to change, you're like, if you're not happy with some areas of your life where you went, but if you're happy where you are, then keep doing what you do. But the most part, most people I talk to, they want some kind of change somehow, some way. A lot of people are unhappy. Yes. Thank you so much for coming on the show. You are always welcome. Um, and it's just been a great conversation. I appreciate yes. you. Yes, I appreciate you too, sis. We'll talk soon. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the podcast, you have a few options. You can subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it, and you'll be notified as new episodes are uploaded. You can also leave a review or send me your feedback. Doing so helps me to create content that's relevant to what you want to hear about. And last, you can share the podcast with a friend. Whether it's directly or sharing it on your social media, it helps them to know that you think that this is information that they need to hear about. Thank you.